And up next, folks, I am delighted to have the president of the County Cork BPMP Association of New York join me on this week's show, Mr. Tom Brown. You're very welcome to Ireland Calls. Morning, morning, what? August to Fane, Madam Tom, you have Cork roots. What part of Cork does your family trace your roots to? Interesting story. We span uh, east from west to east in Cork. My grandfather was born near Skibbereen in Castle Townsend, which some of you may know is a infamous for, not infamous, famous for, uh, it's got a tree in the middle of the road, which you just drive around the tree, which is a uh, Right in the middle of the street, quite unique in all of Ireland, I think. And they had a farm there, dairy farm. They were there for generations. The family ended up moving lock, stock, and barrel in 1945 to Killa, and thereabouts in East Cork from Skibbereen. And uh, they've since become, uh, I think they're the largest dairy farmers in Ireland now, the Browns in Killa. So they've done very, very well. Uh, I guess it was better land in East Cork for dairy farming than West Cork. I still have some relatives left in uh, Skibbereen, some Hegarty's, and that's the Cork roots, uh, pretty much. My mother's born in Longford, and uh, my grandmother was from Kerry, from Kenmare. And you yourself, you are carrying on the tradition, the Irish tradition, now with your own son, Tommy, and you were back in Cork this past summer. Yeah, yeah uh, the Cork Association has a uh, dinner every two years in Cork. So it was the first one in five years uh, due to COVID. But uh, so we were really uh, excited to be back in Ireland uh, in August. And uh, we had a, a great turnout. We had 250 people, we had wonderful honorees. Um, Dennis Mulcahy, head of Project Children here in the U.S., uh, which helps k- kids from Belfast and, and the Northern Ireland. And then my own cousin, uh, Maureen Forrest, who started the Hope Foundation in Cork, which is still based in Cork. Uh, they also have a United States branch called the Hope Foundation USA, which is uh, thriving as well. Yes, and I know that the Hope Foundation USA just celebrated their 25th anniversary. A few nights ago, we were down at the American Irish Historical Society here in New York. It was a Absolutely great event. Bridget and Ratty O'Brien was uh, chairing that event. Wonderful event. Wonderful event for a good cause. Yes. You know, what struck me about that organization was it not only helps directly the children in Calcutta that uh, are directly benefited, uh, and they've got 60 programs running on the ground in Calcutta now, including they built their own hospital, which Maureen, you know, raised the money for just incredible work. They, uh, you know, jobs, vocational programs, drug treatment, um, all sorts of things. Um, just amazing. And But uh, I was at an event maybe about a dozen years ago at the Irish consulate here in New York, and um, a fellow come up to me. Um, turns out he was the president of the Irish American Bar Association at the time. And, uh, you know, he said that uh, he was a... Uh, student that went to India and his life was changed. So the Hope Foundation actually sends hundreds of Irish kids and now American kids as well to India to um, volunteer and work with the kids in Calcutta. And so their lives are also changed. And this ripple effect is is extraordinary. Uh, You know, I had never thought about that the lives of the 
people who volunteer uh, would be changed as well. And uh, so it's pretty uh, a pretty uh, great. Um, uh, like I said, it's a ripple effect where you don't you don't know how these the goodness just spreads. It certainly does. And, you know, last week, my listeners will know, I spoke to Maureen Forrest on the show. She's an amazing lady, your cousin. Oh, thanks. Yes, amazing She she truly is. She is. Tell us, were you raised yourself in a very Irish environment? Yeah, yeah, I was. uh, You know, grew up going to associations. Uh, My parents actually met at an Irish dance in Woodside at the old Tower View uh, dance hall. (laughs) It was always, you know, I mean... All my aunts and uncles have brogues, <laughs> so uh, it certainly was an Irish environment. Uh, there was always Irish music play, and there was always a uh, concerted effort to keep in touch with our roots. Um, and, uh, you know, I myself, you know, I was living in London working at one time, and I started to do some genealogical research. And, uh, you know, I, I looking at the uh, Ancestry.com and all this stuff, I saw that uh, I found a um, census from 1901 and 1911 in Ireland and in Cork. Uh, it would list the languages, the first language and second language of the people that are listed in the census. And my grandfather was the last Irish speaker in the chain of Browns. And he was born in 1903. And then his next brother, Michael, was just down as English. Uh, as an English speaker. Uh, and so that struck me that uh, our language and heritage were, was kind of snapped there, you know. And um, I made an effort to learn more about the Irish language. And I used to go to a lot of events at the embassy in London. Uh, and I became friendly with Dan Mulhall, who was the then ambassador to the UK. He subsequently became the ambassador to the United States. And anyway, uh, he got a kick out of me that I would say hello to him in Irish and, and uh, a, few, a few, a couple of fuckles that I knew, which means a couple of words. Yes. It's not a dirty word. <laughs> uh, and he just says, the Yank who knows Irish. I love it. You know, and uh, at one of these events at the embassy, uh, there was a guy there who was the chairman of the Irish studies program at St. Mary's University in Twickenham. And uh, I, he was interested in, Ambassador Mulhall introduced me to him. And uh, a couple of days later, I got an email with a big harp on it. And uh, from the government of Ireland, it says, you have been selected as a grantee to study Irish at St. Mary's. Would you accept uh, this? So I ended up doing two semesters of Irish language studies at St. Mary's University. And as a former rugby player, too, it was just great to be near the Cathedral of Rugby at Twickenham. It was just down the road. So I was able to go to some rugby matches as well as in the neighborhood. So it was really just a great, uh, a great experience. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say I'll try the Browns. At least we have some sort of uh, connection to the Irish language again after over a century. Yes, and I noticed that Talon Gaelic a good gohunta because you always scrive Asquilga in the Cork newsletter. You certainly uh, yeah, do. I, yeah, I try. And Tom, you belong to a lot of Irish organizations. Yeah, I do belong to an alphabet soup of uh, acronyms, the IBO, the Irish Business Organization, the AOH, and Ancient Order of Hibernians, 
the IIBN, which is the International Irish Business Network, the New York Irish Network. So uh, they're all great. You know, uh, some of them, like the IIBN was invaluable for me when I moved overseas to London. And uh, I was able to, you know, they had the New York branch and they had a London branch and they had a Dublin branch. So uh, really, really great networks if anyone's interested. The IBO is, is really amazing in New York. And the AOH just speaks for itself. The, the heritage there is just incredible. Yes. Tom, the Cork Association seems to have recognized that it's very important to get the young people involved. The Cork Association have a very special group of young people. Tell us about them. Yeah, so almost on their own initiative, young people in Cork decided that they wanted to do some events and attract uh, others uh, of their generation. So they began in conjunction with us, the Cork Young Professionals Network. And it's part of the Cork Association, kind of uh, under our umbrella. And they have their own events uh, around town here in, when uh, you know every now and then. And uh, it's just a great way for the young people to get together. And um, it's not all about, um, you know, are we getting flowers for this? event or uh, did we pay these bills it's a, uh, they, they go out and have some fun too you know because uh, yes. the meetings sometimes can feel uh, a little confined and uh, stuffy you know <laughs> yes I agree because I, I, I know attending the meetings that there's a lot of young people now in the Cork Association I'm very proud that they're there and I'm proud of your work and their work because they seem to go out and have fun because life can't be always serious can it <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So that and uh, and that's you know just it's uh, so important for us to reach out to the younger generation so they carry on the traditions. Cork yeah. Association was founded in 1884, yeah. so it's been around uh, quite a long time, and we hope uh, it will continue to be around for a long time. Yes, this is your second year now as president, and you're doing a great job. Everyone is so pleased. How has it been for you so far? It's busier than I thought it would be because uh, when you are elected in January, it's baptism by fire. You're thrown right into the mix with uh, uh, the impending March madness. of, uh, And I don't mean the basketball. I mean St. Patrick's season. <laughs> and uh, as you're well aware, there are uh, so many events going on, so many parades, Um you can't make them all. You try, uh, you know, as the court president, I, I, um, I'm obligated to go to a number of things and I'm happy to do. I love going to events and meeting everyone and chatting and you know, loving our culture, you know. Um, but yeah, going to events, you know, it's, it's fun. And uh, I know I probably will miss it after uh, I uh, have to uh, hand the sash over to my next president. But uh, yes. uh, it's been a great fun. Yes, and you know the Cork Association. People might know uh, the president can only serve a year at a time, really, and two years tops, and then uh, they have to hand the sash over. But yeah, you might run again. You can always run again. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. Yes, yes. Stranger things have happened. Yes, and Cork. <laughs> speaking of big events, have a very big event every year. Their annual dinner dance is coming up very soon in March. Tell us about it. Yep. So. The dinner is at Anton's in Queens Village, very accessible. It's literally downstairs from the Queens Village Long Island Railroad Station, so it's easy to get to, and right near the Cross Island Parkway. It's very close to uh, the new, you know, the Belmont Park UBS uh, 
Stadium as well. So I see that's the area. And uh, it starts at 7 p.m. on March 2nd. Uh, we have Mickey Perry Band playing, who is excellent. Um, we have lots of dignitaries coming from Ireland and Cork in particular. We have uh, wonderful honorees. Uh, I'm sad to uh, report that our Frank Carvel Service Award recipient, Sean Sullivan, has passed away just in the last few weeks. And uh, we, we will honor him as well. So, But uh, it's, it, it's going to be a great night. Uh, we usually have many hundreds of people. If you're in the area, you want a good time, uh, please join us. Yes, everybody's welcome. And you have a great Cock Woman of the Year and a Cock Man of the Year. Linda Crofton is the Cock Woman of the Year. And our past president, Gary Powers, the Cock Man of the Year. That's right. That's right. Yeah, both worthy recipients. We're excited to have them both uh, as our honorees. You know, Gary was the past president, and uh, he's done so much service for the association, um, and we're grateful to him, and uh, we're happy to bestow that honor of Corkman of the Year uh, on him. And Linda Croston, uh, I worked very closely with her in helping plan our Ireland dinner uh, last August, and uh, she was just invaluable. And she does lots of service as well. She's quite involved with Project Children and um, Dennis Mulcahy. Um, so, yeah, very worthy recipients. We're excited that, that they're both that we're able to accept the honors and come. And uh, it's going to be a great night. And you know what I love? There's a great tradition in the Cock Association. The Cock Pipe Band lead not only up in Fifth Avenue, the Cock Association, but the dinner dance. They lead in all the honorees and they play. It's amazing, isn't it, to see? It's wonderful. Yeah, it's very. Uh, I know I get goosebumps uh, when they, when they uh, start playing all the time. It never fails. It's, it's just incredible. And Cork is one of the few counties that has their own pipe band. And we have, I believe, it's 30 men and uh, women uh, in the Cork pipe band. So uh, it's quite a it's quite a contingent. It is indeed. And um, Cork, the pipe band, will lead the Cork Association up Fifth Avenue. And uh, when St. Patrick's Day ro- rolls around, will you have a full contingent marching? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're excited. Um my nephew Tim and his his fiance are going to be uh, banner carriers, which I'm excited. So we uh, are looking forward. I can't wait. It's going to be so fantastic. I absolutely love this St. Yeah. Patrick's Day parade. I do, and uh, it's just the best. Uh, you know, I it's the, I feel like the minute I start marching, it's over. I'm so sad already. I'm like, oh, I can't believe it's over. And then I run back if it's, if I march early, I run back and watch everyone else march. If I'm late, I watch it earlier on and then go march later, you know. So uh, I try to keep drinking as much of it as I can. And um, I know that you will be, and Tommy will be commenting, and we're excited for that. We're very proud uh, of yourself. Yes, and, I'm going to march up first. I'm going to march up because yeah. I'm an aide at large this year, and I'm going to march up, and then I'm going to jump into the booth with Tommy and Gus Rosenthal and whoever NBC has, and we're going to continue on the broadcast. It's going to be very exciting. I always get very excited about Cork marching up. I get excited about every county, every organisation that march up Fifth Avenue. It's just an amazing, amazing day. Tell all the people who you are inviting to march with Cork, where will Cork be lining up? So please dress appropriately on fifth avenue this we want to look great for tv uh we're meeting at 11:15 a.m 
on East 44th Street, and that's between 5th and Madison Avenues. And we'll be in front of Donegal, um, appropriately so, I might add. No, only kidding. One of my uh, best friends growing up, his dad was the past president of Donegal, uh, Sean McGovern. Oh, yes, yes, Sean. Oh, yes. So, Sean, if you're listening, I was just kidding. It's called County Banter, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Tom, any message for our listeners all over the world? Just want to say, you know, uh, enjoy the St. Patrick's Day season. I hope uh, if you can't march with us, you'll be watching uh, on TV and listening to Tressa and Tommy on WNBC. It's very exciting. I appreciate now, Tressa, you asking me to come on. And and if anybody has Cork roots and would like to join the Cork Association, we meet every first Sunday of the month at 3.30 at the Cork Hall. Uh, which is in Long Island City on Greenpoint Avenue. We also are having a party after the parade. Um, oh, that's right. And that will be probably going to start, since we're marching earlier, we're, we, we're going to probably, I would say, start the party at 4 p.m. And then um, it'll either be 4 or 5 o'clock. And then that's also going to be at the Cork Hall. We have the great Donny Carroll going to be playing music for us. There'll be food and drinks. And for those who don't know, the Cork Association owns a building in Long Island City at 3301 Greenpoint Avenue. And we have a pub with a restaurant. And then on the other half of the building is the Cork Hall. The pub is called Bantry Bay. If you're uh, driving by and you see it, that's that's us. There's a parking lot there. Uh, it's right next to the uh, cemetery. There's tons of parking. You just have to drive around a little if you don't see one right out front. But uh, usually I find a spot within one minute. And a cockpipe band usually go back in time. And there's food. Yes. Yeah, yes. food. It'll be a good night. It'll be, uh, you know, and the food there is great. The Bantry Bay, i got to say, i got to give a plug out to them. I was, talking to a, uh, I was talking to an NYPD officer recently. My brother-in-law is a chief in the NYPD, and he had a bunch of cops over. And this guy says, you guys have that Bantry Bay restaurant? I said, yeah. He goes, I had the best ribeye I ever had in my life there, and I'm not kidding. And I've eaten in all the great steakhouses in New York. I'm not kidding. It's the best ribeye I ever had. Wow. So uh, I have that on my, my to-do list now to get a ribeye from the Bantry Bay. Yes, and Erica and Matt, uh, they're brilliant down there. It's a, it's a lovely place to go and eat. It really is. It sure is. Well, Tom, any message? Any other message for our listeners all over the world? God bless everybody. Have a great time in St. Patrick's Day season. Thank you, Tom, for chatting with me on Ireland Calls and continued success to you. Oh, thanks so much, Tressa, and yourself. Bye-bye.